Hi, I'm Matt Ward and welcome to episode nine of the Running Industry Podcast, where we delve deep into the running industry, its key sectors and people and businesses within those sectors, unearthing new ideas and looking at themes such as sustainability in the industry, emerging technology, focusing in on brands and also a plethora of other topics to give you some insight into the running industry. Joining me and Bex Richardson on the podcast today will be David Birch, CEO and founder of the world's largest sports reward platform, Endurance Zone. And during our brilliant chat with David, we find out more about Endurance Zone and also how it sits in the tech and sports sector, how David started and scaled the business, and how Endurance Zone can help businesses within the running industry. And we also hear a bit more about CEO Unplugged, which helps CEOs, managers, and founders navigate the choppy waters of running a business. So thanks very much for joining us today, David. Great to see you. Uh, Great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Excited. Yeah, looking forward to chatting all things Endurance Zone over the next half an hour or so. Why don't we uh, get into this then and, and kind of get into the operations of Enjoying Zone, and maybe a little bit of your background as well, David, as to how, uh, how it all came about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bex will know this, but I, I use the uh, slogan of let's get stuck into it quite, quite often, actually, in my videos, which is exactly that. Let's get, let's get into the details. So, yeah, my, my background is um, rugby, basically. I you know, grew up playing rugby, reasonable level, was lucky enough to represent my country a few times. Um, and then typical story, right? In, injured myself. I back surgery, two discs removed and my spine fused. And that was the catalyst as to how the business sort of came about. I was at Warwick Hospital and they said, look, you're running, um, you're done. You know, you're not going to be able to run, you're not going to play rugby. We suggest you go and do something like cycling or swimming. Go and join British Cycling. They're bound to give you loads of benefits. And that's where it started. I went to join British Cycling and uh, uh, and I can say this because they're a client now, right? So I'm not throwing them under the bus or anything. Um, Unless I wanted a, a magazine or a holiday, there wasn't really anything there. And I was expecting bikes and helmets and glasses and nutrition and, and something that was to start me on this new journey. And there wasn't. And I looked at Swim England and they actually had the opposite. It was Papa John's Pizza and Starbucks. And I was getting nothing from my gym. And it was this kind of aha moment of going, hold on a second. In this sort of running outdoor fitness industry, surely there is a, a platform. Surely there's somebody there that is offering benefits that incentivize people to be active and to join these organizations beyond just um, insurance, which a lot of it comes with. And it was that kind of aha moment. And I sort of said to myself, Do you know, I've got some time off on mm. my back. Um, I'll, uh, I'll look at setting something up. And I had this idea of... Um, you know, making it very different to most platforms. There's a lot of affiliate platforms out there where you go and get a 5% discount off Nike and whoever it is is getting a commission. But consumers are savvy and it's not really adding that much value. And I wanted to kind of turn that on its head and say, right, I want to deal directly with the brands and say, look, I want to create this really engaging community, this really engaging platform where people come to it because they feel like they're getting real value. They're saving real money on products that help them with their journey or their sport or their interest. So that's what we did, you know, and the short version of that is I started in cycling because selfishly I was interested in it and that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, within 12 months, we had a 
um, I think 60, 70 cycling brands that were offering 20% off specialized bikes and muck off and SIS nutrition and bigger discounts you could find online. Wow. And we had 167,000 members that had joined my little Wix site to get access to this platform. Um, which was more than British cycling. And uh, I went back to the cycling. Hey, look, I've tracked it, guys. Look, there's a, I think I found a bit of a niche here that drives more engagement for you. Um, what do you think? Do you want to sort of borrow it off me and I'll license it to you? And they said, John, that's a really interesting product, that. We really like it. Um, but we don't want to send people to you. We want to keep them in our world. There are members, et cetera. And again, it was a second aha moment of going, John, you're absolutely right here. Let's, let's look at re, re-evaluating and turning this into a B2B offering. How can our platform help drive retention, engagement, sign up for these membership organizations? So as COVID was hitting, it was good timing to kind of bring it back, re-sort re of um, build the technology and turn it into a completely B2B platform. So it's completely white labelable, customizable. You can build it in through a very simple API into your, your website, your, your, your app. So it feels like a native part of your membership. So now you sign up to British Cycling, you land on your portal, there's your reward hub, you click on it, it's all branded British Cycling. They can add in all their own commercial partners. So again... Um, for a British cycling member, they now go, wow, bang, I've now got 200 offers that are really valuable to me, value in my membership beyond just the insurance. Mm. Yes, an incredible kind of, um, well, first of all, the concept, but secondly, the way it actually works. And you must have also, I mean, obviously, coming from the background, you know, rugby and sport, um, tends to be very well-connected world in terms of business, doesn't it? You know, um, lots of people from business interested in rugby, maybe go to the hospitality boxes at Twickenham where, or of course, Principality Stadium, me being a, um, the, Guilty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, presumably then you, you found that that, that network that you had, and of course, from your background in rugby and internationally, um, that there was obviously avenues that maybe opened up to you quite quickly. Um, yeah, you, you think that actually that could, those connections would actually play a part in it, but actually they didn't. You know, um, yes, we could go and we've got connections. We're going a bike ride with Andy Gould or Austin Healy, et cetera. But actually the, the audience that we were really focusing this on was, you know, the running audience, the, the event space, the governing bodies, people that have those communities of people um, that this is really going to add value to. So actually we didn't have the connections, but we are all about relationships first and we're all about trying to build relationships with people. So rather than go with a hard sell and try and blanket email everybody, we pick the phone up to governing bodies, we pick the phone up to events and say, look, we think we've got a platform here which can really add um, value to you. What do you think? And we spent the first couple of years just really taking that feedback on board, changing, adapting the platform so that over the last couple of years, we've absolutely rocketed because we felt like, right, we've got a platform that works there. So we'd go out to people and try and build a relationship. And then we'd find that they'd pass us on and go, John, they've got a platform I think could really value you. Plus, you know, I have this uh, answer of say yes to everything. If somebody says, do you want to come and uh, network at this event? Yes, I'd love to. Do you want to come and go on a pocket? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, because we want to put ourselves out there as... um you know, a business that's there to do good. It's not just, yes, there's commercial elements, but we are there to help the industry, all industries. 
Yeah, and I was going to say that's where we met, David, isn't it? Um, we were literally, uh, we saw you, we saw you were working with Great Run. We yeah. saw the value in what you're doing and how you're adding value uh, for members, which we thought would be valuable for our members. So um, we picked the phone up together. <laughs> we had a call with you and Chris. Um, you came to the spring gathering. Like, again, you said, yes, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and you came to the gathering, which was lovely. Um, and we saw you We saw you there and chatting to everyone. But yeah, that, that's what we noticed and particularly... Um, working with you and working with you closely. It's very personable. Um, it's very real. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of how we feel. So, Yeah, and, you know, that's a great example of that, that we we launched with with Great Run, you know, the largest mass participation event in the UK. And we could see where we could add value to their, their audience because they've got, you know, how do we help people buy the products, um, train for their event that they're doing, but then equally, how do we then help Great Run stay engaged with that audience post-event right the way through to the next the next event that they want to do? So they can add more value in terms of, you know, you might be doing this event for a charity, great, but, you know, how can we provide you with your nutrition? How we can provide you with your trainers? How can we provide you with a platform that can, can help you on this journey? And then actually afterwards, thank you for doing the event. We'd love to have you back. Um, how do we continue that? But Bex is, Bex is right, you know, you, you called and we had a conversation and a great example of that is we came down to the spring gathering um, and then I think we, you introduced us to Red Bull. Yes. Um, we then have had conversations with Red Bull and now we're supporting their charity. Um, you know, so and it is that network. Business is all about network. It's all about relationships and the relationship, I believe, has to come first before the business. Yeah, completely. And I think it has to be a real relationship. It has to be natural it has to be wanting to do good together as well because I mean you, you've also introduced you and Chris have introduced new members to us um but again very like-minded all wanting to work together which creates that natural momentum together of, of what can we do how can we do it and it's very genuine and I think that's really important as well yeah I, I did a video recently talking about relationships and it was around you don't lose business, people lose relationships. Like if you have a really strong relationship with somebody, there might be another business that has a, 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 a slightly better product or it might be slightly cheaper. But actually, if you have that relationship with somebody, you should never lose that business because they would come to you before going, sorry, we're leaving because here's a cheaper product. They would come to you and say, look, this is here. Is there something you could do? And you'd work together in that partnership to make sure that you maintain that relationship. So again, yeah, I believe people... They, they do, you don't lose business, you lose relationships. Yeah, I totally agree, 100%. Yes, very interesting point. And, and I suppose from um, just rounding you know, into uh, endurance zone and the actual business as well, you obviously started the business and just, you know, I've been on the website and had a good look around about everything that you're doing, and, and which is really, you know, it's incredible. You seem to have scaled by seeing the opportunity, by seeing the, I suppose, the sector that is not being so well served within uh, sport. You know, you seem to have scaled really quickly. You've got a big team. Um, you know, so was that something, was it Was it a plan to do that? You know, were, did you have a number of, you know, you're the, you're the founder, did you have people coming in quite quickly to actually invest in a business to help you grow it? Uh, no, we, we've scaled actually um, probably quicker than we, we expected. And we've scaled 
in terms of personnel, because we've we've had to, you know, again, big believer that businesses fall down because they haven't got the infrastructure around them, um, which then leads on to you're not serving your clients, you lose your relationships, you lose your business. Um, but when I started, it was kind of I, I actually had the the idea. I spoke to my brother-in-law, who's actually my co-founder and our our CMO, and you know, he was working great job, thirty members of staff underneath him, you know, big marketing. And I managed to convince him to come and join me. And we kind of drove it together. And as the business grew and as we started to get clients on board, they needed more marketing support. And then we started to have more inbound leads and going, oh, so-and-so referred me on. I was starting to think, oh, I can't do this on my own. We're going to fall down quickly. So then we started to scale the business in terms of looking at internal marketing resource, administration resource, sales resource. Um, and we were lucky enough that... We did, we did get some early early investment. Um, again, being a relationship person, we were more about who's the right investor for the business that can add value to the business beyond just cash. You know, who buys into what we're doing, who sees the opportunity, and actually, you know, as a leader of the business, who can help me scale a business in the right way. Um, but, you know, we, we scaled very quickly, and it's been because it's been organic and we've had the need to do it. You know, we've, we've clients have been coming in, leads have been coming in. We've been closing business. We've needed to to hire, but but again, you know, I'm really proud of this. You know, we have a big team now. But we've not lost one member of staff. We hire slowly, all around culture in the business. People that are passionate about what we're trying to do and passionate about rewarding people for being active and helping the industry, not just the running industry, but the outdoor, the cycling, uh, the event space. Um, so yeah, yeah. I used to have hair when uh, I started this. Uh, we're five years in and now bored. So we've definitely scaled quickly. <laughs> so we've got to where you got to in, in five years, which is uh, it's pretty phenomenal, really. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because the first couple of years, I actually um, kind of did, as I said early on, kind of that first sort of year, 18 months, I kind of done it on my own with a Wix site and my brother-in-law and, and kind of, got the engagement in. And then we were lucky enough to meet um, our other co-founders, three of us, myself, Ed and, and Todd. And I, I describe us as this perfect triangle. So you have me on sort of a sales operational side. You have Ed on a, on a marketing side. And then you have Todd, who's based in the US, who's 30 years as a, as, um, as a technologist, you know, built, developed platforms, apps. And we all came together. And again, funnily enough, Todd approached us. He had a business in the US and said, look, seen these rewards I, I think they can add value to our platform and um i think over a six-month courting process i convinced him to uh quit what he was doing and come and join us full time um but yeah so we've got this perfect little triangle of uh of co-founders um but the first couple of years was very much just the three of us developing it learning um before we took it to market and our white label platform as it is today um we didn't launch until september 21 um, so really, you could say, yes, the business is five years old, but we've only had a product that has been being bought uh, in its form now for the, over the last two years. Yeah, I was going to say, and the growth has been huge since that point. I mean, you are literally, as you said, across all markets now. I know we're working together closely with running specific, but you are in all of those markets as well. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a standout moment. Uh, everyone asks this, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> is there like a standout moment that you're like, wow, and you knew at that point yeah, this this is it. We've got it. Yeah, it's working. Yeah, it's really interesting because we we've got some big big clients now. You know, we're talking 
you know, we're, we're embedding into a fan engagement app in the US, so we'll be supplying the Dallas Cowboys and, and NBA teams. And you, you could sit there and go, whoa. And as a, as a guy that loves America and grew up, uh, you know, traveling there a lot and loves American sport, you think it was that, but actually it's the first client we ever had. And I think, I think most, uh, business creators and trying to not to use the word entrepreneur, but you know, most business creators, I think that's probably their aha moment is you have this idea, you spend time and money building what you think is a good idea. And then you have that first person buy it. And it's that almost like, Oh my God, <laughs> we were right. You know, and actually somebody, somebody gave real money for it. You know, we didn't have to give it away as a trial to get feedback. Yeah. Somebody's bought it from us. You know, our first client was Yellow Jersey, which is the cycle insurance provider. And it's a really good example of how to, and, and they're a great example of how this platform has helped drive engagement and, and um, sign-ups for them. Because insurance is a boring product. You know, why would you go back to that person's website? You know, you never go back to your, your Aviva insurance on a monthly basis. I'll oh, just have a look, see what's going on. You know, you've got no reason to go back. Yeah. Whereas with Yellow Jersey, you purchase your cycle insurance, you know, and they wanted to add more value. And now, I mean, they're one of our most engaged uh, members. You know, we do a lot of their marketing, highlighting offers to them. They have a 58% open rate on their emails, you know, because we're putting specific rewards in front of them. So that's the aha moment for me. It was when they bought it and they're one of the largest insurers in the space. I was like, I think, we, I think we've got something here. Wow. And, and also just, you know, staying on the industry before we hone in on the kind of running side of things is that, you know, platforms such as Honey and all these other platforms out there, which are doing, you know, amazingly well. It was a bit of a new world for me a couple of years ago, I'll be honest with you. But now it's kind of like, it's almost become second nature. If I'm looking for something that might be a deal online, I'll always kind of, you know, log on and see, hey, how can I get a little bit of extra help here? Yeah, and I think that's it. And that's the power of the platform. I think as we've scaled it and we've got more people in, we actually get a lot of data from it. So it's not just about, and this is where the technology comes into it. So it's not just about, oh, by the way, there's loads of running rewards on there. It's actually becoming more tailored to that that individual that comes in. You know, we've got things like wearable integration in the platform, which is fantastic because if somebody integrates their Garmin, you then start to understand Okay, this person, and we've this is we've always discussed this very early on. This was the model, you know. You look at the likes of Strava; they know everything about you, and it always amazed me as to why Strava never came in. Where we know you've done a thousand miles this month on your pair of Hokus, you probably due a new pair. Here's twenty percent off. Whereas that's the kind of data that we now get is to say, well, actually, we know that you're you're running X amount of miles, you're cycling X amount of miles, so you're probably going to want some nutrition. So we'll feed you the best offers in terms of that nutrition. Or you've done, as I say, a thousand miles. Here's the top offers we've got on, you know, Asics, New Balance, On, and Hoka and Brooks. You know, so it's it's now becoming more tailored towards the individual. And you're absolutely right. You can a partner like Great Run can go in and they can have a look at what are their members purchasing which then ultimately helps them make better commercial decisions. And it's really interesting, actually, because they they were talking with a wearable partner and we were finding that the request the brand button was being Fitbit, 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 coming through their partners. So we were able to feed that information back and go, look, just as an FYI, your members are asking for this brand, which means that they can then start to make better commercial decisions around should they be talking to Fitbit about sponsors or whoever it may be. So there's a lot of benefits, not just to the consumer in terms of getting the offers, but actually the, the, the data that the partner can get from the platform can help them make better decisions. Um, 
And there's other nuances in the platform, like lockable rewards, which is we bought this one from the fitness industry. You know, we were finding that the fitness industry, gyms have off-peak and peak members. And part of their metrics was like, we need to try and convert more people from off-peak to peak members. How do we do that? So we built a, a part into the platform that allows you to lock rewards. So you could say, right, we will supply our off-peak members with 100 benefits and we'll lock the 40% off Garmin that we get. And it will say upgrade to peak membership. And you'll find that people will go, okay, extra 20 quid a month. I might go at the weekend, but I'm going to save 200 pounds now. Okay, I'll upgrade. So it becomes a vehicle that helps them then commercialize their memberships as well. Yeah, and a lot of those learnings as well that you've had from fitness industry, bike, etc. That's where you are looking to apply a lot of that into running as well, because I know we've had various conversations that we're looking at. But it's it's great to have all of that learnings and that added value, not just for business but for the consumer as well. So it's a it's a a, a street for everybody. Um, it's definitely not a one way street. So which is great. Yeah, it's, you know, we have, I probably can't say I have one favorite industry over another industry, but I do like the running. Yeah, I think it's the events and I think some of the, the, the passion of runners, you know, I see it with cycling because that's my sport, but having moved into this sort of running space, the passion of runners, you know, they like their products, they like their events, you know, they like getting together. Um, and that's, again, where we can we, we feel that we can help add value and being able to turn to an event company and give them the data that understands their, their, their audience better, their, the people that are actually running their events better. Um, and again, it's where we will progress further into that wearable information and that wearable tech that we can then feed back. You know, Great Run's a great example. We're talking to them. They really are engaged with how do we understand our audience better? You know, They want to know, can they integrate their Strava? Can they integrate their Garmin? When are they running? How are they training? How often? Because they can use that information and make um, a, their, their, their community better informed. They can make their events better. They can understand... Um, they can just understand an individual and a, and a group. Yeah. And you, you're going to touch on that, David, at the conference as well. We'll talk a bit more in the conference in a bit. But that kind of wearable information, trends, informed decision um, for members as well. We're going to talk through that and show that opportunity uh, at the conference as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the conference. We were talking about it, you know, before we started, right, that these conferences are amazing and it's a great opportunity to bring everybody together. And we're saying, you know, um, I think we've not got back to the level of connections since the pandemic. Uh, I think people are still, you know, everyone's still working from home or still slightly siloed. And the, the, the conference is going to be an amazing time to bring the industry together, you know, 304, 250 people. And that's where connections and business is made. Yeah, you know, we're sponsoring a, a lunch there. But as you say, I'll be I'll be speaking for sort of 15, 20 minutes on how we can how we can help the industry, how we can help individuals, brands get in front of consumers, how we can get um, events more engaged as well. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, the the conference, I, I can't believe it's only the second one, uh, to be fair. So it's uh, we're definitely, we're very full. We're at capacity and um, yeah, I can't wait to get there now. I know, but do you know what? But that says it all right. It's the second year when, you know, we're talking about um, the growth of endurance only in a couple of years, but equally you guys as well, right? And it's, we're, we're seeing it as its community. We've had a, we've got a product which is bringing people together and has a value. You guys are exactly the same, right? People have been crying out to get the industry back together. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, no, me too, completely. So for any smaller business, uh, let's say um, a uh, retailer or a, 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 you know, a startup brand that's coming into the industry now, David, um, 
In terms of endurance zone, and they may well not be at the conference, which we're really looking forward to and hearing everything you've got to uh, you got to offer there. Um, how's in, how could endurance zone you know help their business and help them get into that even that first stage of you know rewards and uh, and developing their data and, and leveraging a bit of their customer base? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question actually, Evan. Um, the honest answer is it's super simple. We have a real mix of brands on our platform. We have the brands everybody knows and they use it as a medium to get in front of an audience because, you know, of the 150 million users that we serve through our platform now globally, they're all sports and fitness consumers, right? Um, however, for the smaller brands, it can be more impactful. And where we try to make that barrier of entry, people assume there is a cost to be on our platform. A brand comes to us and says, how much are you going to cost us to get in front of this audience? Like, well, actually nothing. And this is the power of the platform, the way we built it, mm. is that all we ask from the brand is like, you give us a discount that you, we that a consumer can't Google and find. That's our value is that we're housing better offers than you can find anywhere else. So give us a discount. We can build you into our platform and push you across that audience. So if you look at it from that perspective, they go, wow, if we paid – you know, for Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, they'd be paying a fortune to try and reach that targeted audience. Whereas we can say, great, you're a, you're a valuable brand that sits within the sector. We can put you in front of X, Y, and Z that has X amount of members. Now, there are further opportunities for them to do further uh, paid promotion. And actually, we have a lot of the smaller brands that will actually take this activation because they see a further ROI on it. So if we turn around, take Great Run just as an example, if we said, okay, new Mr. Running Brand or Mrs. Running Brand, you want to be in front of this audience, great. We have a nice big banner that sits at the top of the um, reward platform, so featured. So you can actually pay to have that. But again, our cost is usually around 50% of what you would pay to do a a usual paid promotion through a Facebook or, or a click campaign. So, yes, you can be in the platform. It's completely free. We can push in front of an audience and you'll find that you'll organically be um, driving sales through that. Or there are options where you can do paid promotions to get a front of a targeted audience. You know, a great example is, um, you know, um, Fabletics and Garmin and Fitbit. We've done promotions with Fitness First and they've seen huge amounts of return on it because um, as soon as you land in the platform, the first brand you see is them and it's just higher visibility it's eight times uh clicked on uh is the feature brand it's, it's clicked on eight eight times more than any other uh, so um but for smaller brands we actually really love it because we feel like we can add more value to smaller brands than bigger brands you know with bigger brands it becomes part of their marketing budget okay fine let's let's try this 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 avenue over here it works brilliant but with smaller brands it's a great opportunity if they haven't got a big budget to get in front of a smaller get in front of a targeted audience that's great. A lot of our brands and um, members as well have got involved with you, which is great. And everyone, same feedback, you know, it's just, it's it's built for purpose, it's inclusivity um, and ease to be involved. And I, again, I always hear back about the relationship with you as well, which is exactly as we have, but it's, uh, it is a key part of that. And I think that's just great for everyone. Yeah. And, and we've got a really good team. We touched on it earlier around the hiring and, and, and the hiring slow and, I feel a bit cheeky sometimes because I'm the guy who's always doing the podcast and out there, you know, front and center. Hey, I built this business, right? But you're only as good as the people behind you. And uh, we have a really great team here. And that's right the way through from our, our marketing, our team that onboard the brands, our team that do the advertising parts with it. Um, yeah, we have an amazing team that all has the same consensus of relationship first. No airs, no graces. We're here to help. So, yeah. Brilliant. 
And we touched on earlier, which I think is a, a topic, a hot topic to talk about at the moment, is around funding um, and accessibility to funding, how you go about that. Just a couple of top tips, really, in the time we can on the podcast. Yeah, f- funding is, for us, I think there's, there's different levels and people will have different challenges around funding. The, the landscape on funding across the board, depend, regardless of sector, is tough at the moment. Um, and... It depends what you're funding for. You know, there seems to be this stigma that if you're a startup and you're in the tech space, you've got to go fund and raise millions, and that's a kudos for where we funded. But actually, you'd be better off trying to bootstrap as long as you can um, and get yourself to a proof of concept and pass the proof of concept and clients on board, and then go fund. Yeah. You know, we we I found it challenging. You know, um, across the board, we've done two rounds, um, and you know, we've been fortunate enough to raise a, a few million over those rounds but we've done it through individuals and it was a choice that we made is i started meeting with vcs and pe's and you know you're giving away um not necessarily large amounts of equity in doing that but you're giving away a lot of the ownership of your business in terms of your strategy and your reporting and all of a sudden i think startups as i said before you know it's this oh we've got to go and raise but actually you're you're uh, you're being a little bit more controlled you're being a little bit more controlled by by the reporting and a lot of your job is, as startups you know i'm still very much in the day-to-day detail you know i'm still out there presenting and selling and working with marketing team and actually when you're in with a bed with a vc and a pe sometimes you can be a lot of reporting so when we looked here we went right who who do we think can add value to the business an individual a wealthy individual and it came down to network it was we would meet somebody we would talk to somebody else they'd refer us to somebody else and then when you're in front of those people, the only advice I can ever give anybody is make sure you are prepped. You know, make sure you have a deck that is what you want to talk about that really isn't 28 pages long, but it's like, here is a problem. Here is our solution. This is how our business or our offering or our product or whatever it is can help. And this is what a prediction in terms of the market looks like. And that's the key thing is how big is the opportunity? That's what investors want to know. How big is the opportunity? And then, of that opportunity, what can you what can you see and how can you take it? But we we raised through individuals. We were very lucky. We we had the founder of WorldPay um, come on board as an investor, um, um, the managing director of uh, HSBC um, come on board as an investor. But we didn't know these people. It was we were introduced and by by others. You know, I, I met one person at a networking event who said, "You want to go and have a talk to." I think it was British Growth Funds um, when I spoke to them and they said, Look, we, we don't think you're quite there yet in terms of we normally invest at 10 million, you know, plus in terms of investment. But here's a couple of individuals I think might this might be for them. You'd meet them and then they'd go, it's not for me, but go and meet that person. Um, the term kissing a few frogs is probably the best, uh, is a crude way to say you've got to do that, but don't be disheartened by it. And I think, and I think that's it. But we, we, you probably see in the way that I sort of come across it. We're we're super passionate. We 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 we're very clear on our objective. We're very clear on our message. We're very clear on our products. We're very clear on um, what it can do and how it can help and how we want to grow it and where we want to get it to. And I think that's helped us get investment because we've been very clear on what we are, who we are, and what we want to do. And also, I think again, it just clarifies its network relationships, clear purpose strategy having your messaging having your products having your growth but also that really strong foundation and how you've built from there as well so um and yeah and it's difficult sometimes isn't that having that restriction i suppose in that sense of that reporting etc when you're 
a business creator. We won't use the word entrepreneur, but a business creator. And it's quite difficult that because that's, that's sometimes can be, feel quite restricting when you're trying to create and grow and you've got that talent to do that. So it's, it's having the right individuals to work with you as well. Isn't super important. Yeah, it's being honest. It's being honest about what you're raising for. If you're just wanting capital, it's, you can find somebody that will give you money, and you can go and spend it on whatever you want to spend it on. Our latest round um, with uh, equitable partners. Funny enough, they they ended. I, I spent nine months U.S., Canada, Australia, conversations all over the place. And again, this comes down to network. We moved into our office building here, and the guy who owns this building owned a SaaS platform, did really well. He said, oh, you want to have a conversation with my old chairman? He's um, he's a really good guy. He'll really help you. Had a chat with him and said, I love your advice. And he went, I'll have a piece of this. And he was the perfect person for us because this round was, yes, we wanted capital to build infrastructure and growth. But I personally wanted somebody that would help me. You know, I, I, I'm really honest about what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are. And for me, I wanted somebody that could help. I've not run a business. I've not scaled a business to this size of what we are now globally. So I wanted somebody that could go look at our business, look at me and, and what we're doing and say, right, we need to implement this here and implement that there and you need to do this. So somebody that can really set me and the business, ultimately then the business up for success. Yeah, completely, completely. Very important. So you kind of led on nicely there that I am a fan of CEO Unplugged, as you know. Um, <laughs> do you want to just chat to us a bit more about that? I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think you get kind of, do we say warts and all? It's, 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 it's very real. It's not just, hey, everything's great. And yeah, so just, just chat us through. And all the links will be on the show notes as well. So you, you can share the joy of CEO and Plugged with us as well. But uh, yeah, ch- chat us through that, David. Yeah, I, I think it's, there's two things for it. Um, again, as a, as, a, as a startup business and a business owner, I think a lot of people will put out there, isn't everything rosy and we're growing and scaling and it's not always that, that way. So I think there's one side of it is I wanted to be a little bit more transparent with people around there are challenges, you know, and this isn't for, for everybody, but there are ways through it. And if there's a little nugget of advice I can give during these videos that somebody resonates with, fantastic, I've done my job or what I want this to be. Um, uh, and then second to that, it's around um, letting people know what, what, what we're about, what the business is about. And, you know, I think a lot of businesses, people want to know how do you grow a business? What's involved in that? And I think there's a credibility piece sometimes around, you know, somebody will take a picture of at an event and it will all be padded out. Wow, it's an amazing time. It's an event with all these people. Whereas people go, oh, okay, but I still don't really know what that was or what you did. So in terms of filming it and bringing people along for the journey, it helps them, it helps people see and articulate what we do. But equally, our partners, again, so running conference will come, we'll create content about how amazing this event is and how it brings the industry together. And yeah, we're a part of that. Great. And we're offering a service as part of that. But it also then highlights to you know to, to the wider industry that there's something else out there and this event might help you. Um, interestingly, the one video that's had the biggest amount of feedback was the honesty piece around, I did a bit when I was in the States, around fast growth business. It's been amazing, but it's also been very stressful and it's taken its toll on 
like personal health. I haven't had time or I haven't set time aside to work out. And actually, I felt that mentally I've got slower over six months as I've just been really in the grind. Whereas actually it was going, Joe, I've identified that. And this is something that's equally as important. Yes, graft. Yes, work hard. You know, we all do that, but don't. There are things you need to set time aside for, and that is your your physical health, which then ultimately leads on to your mental health. If I might add as well, David, that the you know when somebody starts a business or with the global um, explosion, should I say, of startups and the way how easy it is now to start a business, it is sometimes a good wake up, you know, a good kind of check for people, isn't it, to say, look, there's a lot of stuff here that isn't glamorous. You know, there's taxation, there's buildings, there's all sorts of stuff, building a business where it's actually painful and it's not very interesting, some of it. And you've got to go through that as well to be, to get to where you've got to get to. Wow, you, you're the cleaner, you're the chef, you're the salesperson, you're the accountant. And it, it, it isn't glamorous. And I, I've said on a million occasions to different people, I can see why people don't start businesses mm. or continue mm. businesses. Because you have to be mentally resilient to to keep going, or um, and believe in what you've got, and believe in your product, and non wavering, you know, dedication to it. Uh, and again, a lot of that comes with a support system. You know, my wife's very supportive of the fact I never see her. We joke January the first. We say see you next Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not that bad, but you know, it's having that support system around. Uh, around you as well um but you do you need to have that unwavering dedication to whatever you're trying to do thank you david well it's been fantastic talking to you david i, I know I'll, I'll, yeah it's been great and thank you so much and thanks for being honest and yourself on here and that's great and i i will see you very soon yes thank you for having me thanks very much david appreciate your time and we'll see you at the conference yeah see you in the conference looking forward to it there we go. What a great conversation with uh, David Birch there from Endurance Zone, the CEO and founder. Um, Bex, wonderful conversation. And David, such a um, knowledgeable guy, you know, in, a, in the tech sector, but also really open and really keen to develop his business within the running industry. Yeah, very much. And um, we've been working closely with David and with Chris and the team since they joined Rhea, and as mentioned kind of earlier this year so yeah but it, it's great to talk to David because you you get some amazing information you get that behind the scenes you get the real life really and I think that's really important to be able to talk about and I think the area there where we ran through about funding super important to listen to because it again that is kind of real life and where we're at the moment so yeah no really enjoyed the conversation and um, thank you to David and the team. Yeah, and it'd be really great to have David at the conference in just a few days' time. Um, and he'll be presenting, I know, amongst a host of other people, interesting people from all sectors. Um, you've just got a few days to go, Bex. Uh, obviously, everything is ready. Obviously. Yes, yes. It's, um, yeah. So, as you know, I'm kind of lead on the running conference as well. So, yeah, it's, it's going super well. It's, um, it's interesting with the running conference because we build um, conference attending into membership, then we know everybody's coming. It's, it's kind of a great place to be, really. And in, in fact, this year we are fully at capacity again with the increased capacity and we have a waiting list. So I, I felt a little bit like a, a one in, one out um, a bouncer this year, which is a, a new <laughs> a new way to be. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's great. Everyone's coming together. 
lots of valuable information, um, lots of industry sharing. It's a safe business space because it's member only. Um, and yeah, we're all really looking forward to it. Everybody's super excited. And yeah, I can't wait to kind of get there really and see everyone. And yeah, we, we're a real mix of content, activations, you know, loads of networking opportunities. We've got business speed networking this year, which is new, um, which I know you'll be at Matt as well. So that, yeah. that's new as, as part of the opening on Sunday. So just lots of chances to talk and um, yeah, get, work together, really. That's collaboration. Still still the theme and the key of everything we're doing, really, member to member. Wonderful. Um, I know that I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be there, but uh, I know a host of members who I know and I've talked to are really looking forward to it. End of year, good opportunity for people to kind of take stock of the businesses, to meet new people and uh, hopefully get inspired to develop their businesses in different areas. And as you say, just be part of this whole uh, business community within uh, the industry as well. So congratulations to you and to Johnson and to Carol and to everybody at the team who's been working super hard behind the scenes. No doubt I'll see you there very soon. Very soon. Thanks, Matt. And thanks, everyone. And thanks to all our listeners. And see you soon. Indeed. We'll see you on the next episode. The Running Industry Alliance podcast is produced by Supersonic Podcasts and presented by myself, Matt Ward, along with some wonderful co-hosts here at the Running Industry Alliance. We'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts and you can follow us on social media via Running Industry Alliance. If you're part of the running industry and you want to find out more about RIA and how you could be a member, just head to our website at runningindustryalliance.com. And you can find out a lot more about The Running Conference too via our website, therunningconference.com. And of course, via our social media. Thanks once again for listening and we'll be back real soon with another episode. See ya.